All right, folks, MJF had a lot to say this weekend, and so do we. So we're not going to waste no time again to this week's episode of the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast. month everybody and welcome to another episode of the big go belt wrestling podcast the entire squad is here although damien some reason decided to show up without his camera we're, we're gonna have to talk about this in our post uh show uh <laughs> meeting and whatnot uh but no nonetheless we're all here we got a lot to talk about so i'm not even gonna babble along we're gonna hit these hot topics of the week uh but gentlemen everybody's doing okay hey okay yep hanging in there all right i'm a right. ghost but yeah we're here Ooh. All right. <laughs> um, MJF, a lot has came out about that. Um, is it a shoot? Is it a work? A lot of the major uh, journalists in the wrestling community reporting it. It's conflicted. Everybody's on different sides. Nobody knows what to believe. <laughs> There's so much going on. I think here at Big Copa Media, I think we kind of just stood to the side like, what? what? Uh, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Um but uh yeah uh we are going to address that first uh quick shout out to um jay lee photography who were at double or nothing uh covering for us there um got us uh the footage for the media scrum this week uh which we'll be talking about toward the second half of the show um but yeah they did some fantastic job definitely give them um some love on the twitters i believe their handle is at jay lee ac i think mm-hmm. it sounds right uh, that's yeah, right. Give them some love. Uh, some of the best photographers in the game today. Um, MJF, starting off with you, Will. Which side of the which side of the table you want? Matter of fact, there's three sides to this table. Is it oh, a three sides? Is it a work or is it on Jamal's side of the table? Do you even care? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with this. My thinking is there is some truth to this. But I will always side on the side of once you see something on TV, it is a work, work, work. So I am thinking <laughs> there is a shoot that has been turned into a work is where we're at now is what I'm thinking. Because if it yeah. was a shoot, that man ain't on TV. Okay. Okay. Jamal should be a pretty simple answer here, y'all. I actually agree with Will. I think that there is uh real... Uh, real feelings and, and real um, a real situation backstage that has been converted as the story has been leaked and talked about uh, that has been converted into a uh, a, a promo. Um, yeah. Now the big thing for me is what I don't know I don't I don't know the answer to it but did AEW compensate the fans that MJF uh, stood up 
Um, that was the big thing. And that's the only thing that I think that we can actually confirm. The rest of the shit is speculation and conjecture from backstage. But what we do know is, is that his ass was supposed to be at a meet and greet at the uh, Double or Nothing Fan Fest. And nah, that didn't happen. So the people that paid to see him, which is another thing that you could argue, why would you pay to see MJF? But either way, they did. Um, he stood him up. What did AEW do to compensate them? Um, I assume they gave him refunds, but I think that this is a customer service issue that you need to take to the next level. And I hope, really, really, really hope that they, that they did that. Yeah, send um, it to your manager, please. <laughs> no, I mean, that's because it's bullshit. Because Double or Nothing, you know, is it's a fan fest. People flew in yeah. from all over the country. And, and to be clear, you know, 90% of those folks were trying to get something signed. And yeah. th- that's, that's and it, a game. That's well, a job. The money. So I, I don't care what they're doing for. It's $100. Yeah. 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 Damn, if, not- if, if MJF 100, how much is Sting? Sting was regular 100 before AEW. So what the- we're going to have to talk yeah. about that. Sting on, probably on two bills. Return. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> minimum. Minimum. Go ahead, Jamal. No, so, like, so that's the whole thing. And that's where this kind of starts off, where... Uh, the words coming out that Samoa Joe and Friedman aren't at their meet and greets. The people, the lines are growing longer. Um, the word was coming out that the Hardys were really late at their meet and greet and the lines are growing longer. And then at the end of the day, well, they cleared up what Samoa Joe, he had a, a, a scheduling conflict, um, you know, at the meet and greet time, shit happens. But Friedman, yeah. nobody can get in contact with him. Nobody's heard no, uh, anything about it. And that's, you know, kind of how we all went to bed Saturday night before double or nothing. And then, so now the, and the question is, you know, because real people paid real dollars uh, for whatever ulterior motives aside, they paid their money to do the thing and that thing was not delivered to them. And that's pretty messed up. Now, of course, the question is, because it's wrestling, is that even a work? Now, <laughs> if it is, that's just dumb. Why yeah, do you involve next- the fans in that? Yeah, yeah, if you're leaving money on the table, that don't make any sense. That's the that's the part where I'm thinking there was some sort of legitimate trouble there to like if you already have those tickets sold, you don't want to give that money back. Right. So and you don't want to upset the you don't want to upset the folks that traveled out there before the show's even started the next day. So right. that that that's the part where I'm like, there's gotta be something more to this, because that's just why would you go through all that trouble? just to like upset folks if it's a hundred dollars a pop at a hundred times a hundred people that's ten thousand dollars to leave it on the table and i'm not saying that is some chump change for AEW, which is a multi-million dollar company with all these big contracts but the point is that they don't they're not doing this for no reason let me let me because i i want to get to the rest of the folks on this on the simple question before we start getting really thick into the thing so 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 sellers for you is it is, is it a work or shoot I think I'm gonna go the opposite of what Will and Jamal said, and I think it's a work that's gonna lead to a shoot. Now I can go to a tangent of where I've seen this before, and you all may recognize it after I explain it, but I'll go into a little bit of detail when we go a little bit later. But just on the simple point, I think it's a work that can turn into a shoot. Cool, Damien. We have worked ourselves into a shoot, brother. And uh, to be quite to be quite honest, here's why they did it because they can profit off of it, both sides. It's gonna make money, and that's why it is a working ourselves into a shoot situation. Uh, me, I, to be honest, yeah, yeah I, I, I believed it to be a work in the beginning. Definitely feel like it's a shoot now. I mean, yeah, there's definitely some real feelings and, 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 and possible ramifications for everything that happened, but like, 
you know, it's one of those type of things. Where you, you you bark loud, and um, and and, and 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 in this case, you get compensated for doing so. So I think it's frustrations and whatnot. I think he made it very clear, um, and then they had to kind of mitigate this as quick as they could because there was a lot of things at stake bigger than uh the meet and greet but i do agree like you know it's not so much just the money being left on the table it's the idea that like uh refunds sometimes are 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 like a pleasant thing but sometimes are super annoying i couldn't imagine being somebody who had a ticket at money in the bank and getting a refund and thinking i'm Mm. just gonna be okay with it because the whole process of what it happens how soon do you get the money i mean you know some people could be you know every every dollar that 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 that's that's exhausted you know it counts to them so that's a hundred dollars with no return. Some of those folks probably had their eBay auctions ready at that moment. You know, like <laughs> I can't, I can't wait to get this sign and I'm gonna get up there because when you think about MJF, he's one of those old school heels. So him having an appearance, it's not a common thing. You know, most times people barely can get interviews out of him. He's fully in character, but like if you're able to, if, if he's available, he may be the biggest commodity. Um, amongst the group and then the last thing i'll say is for anybody who's ever been to a meet and greet you already know it is almost like roulette in there because you get in one line and your fingers is crossed that your person come out quick so you can get in the next line imagine being in that line and your person do not come and you you done burnt you done burnt countless priceless time on that second person that you tried to get in their line so you know for my for my uh a uh wwe uh access experience like it is make or break you 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 got to pick who you want because you never know that one person you want will be like all right that's my hour up out of here or they're like capped and that's the end of the line and it's it's a no joke so um, i mean but imagine if you had tickets for tony storm and she's there on time but you also had tickets for friedman and you were oh. there early online online with the bot accounts and everything Aaron, I mean, i'm just saying if you, if you had tickets for both and you also, knew that the mjf line was going to be longer you get in that line first yeah but tony storm oh. is right there yeah that's <laughs> so what's that what's what's the next part to this question we're really so, about to go so we, we're at the pay-per-view mjf gets squashed carry on the stretcher blah 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 the match happens whatever yeah. and it's really super anticlimactic who, uh, who cares um good for warlow he's all elite now and all that stuff and you fast forward to Wednesday. Now, of course, the reports have come out that, um, you know, Friedman's in Los Angeles. He's talking to Khan, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the show happens. And they announce earlier in the day that we're going to hear from MJF. Now, this is where it gets weird because the last we see of him at the pay-per-view is being really haphazardly uh, secured to a stretcher after being beaten up by Warlow. Um, they put the oxygen mask over his eyes. I'm not an EMT. <laughs> I think that's not how you do that. I don't see but, no problem with it. Fair enough. They, they were they were definitely making it look like he was going away, right, for a while. <laughs> like it when was, you leave a territory, I, right. yeah. Or at the very at the bare minimum, we would not be seeing him for a few weeks. He'd be selling and selling. You know, severe injury is the way yeah. they made yeah, it. Months. I mean, yeah. I, I was yeah. really thinking months. Yeah. And then 24 hours later, we'll hear from MJF. This coming Wednesday, you don't want to miss it. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> well, that doesn't, doesn't really jive with what we saw last, but okay, but here we are. And he comes out, cuts the scathing promo, um, and people online are you know mixed about it, but that's probably as good as you want to get online. Um, and he ended it with saying, I mean, and he touched on some points, and some points were true, and some points were kind of stupid. But uh, some points that I did agree with was fans are fickle. 
you know, the people that were saying fire this man for no show in the event and how unprofessional he was were literally cheering him, um, you know, as he turned the crowd from getting raccoous booze to being, you know, cheered, a hero's welcome uh, as the segment ended. And people are saying this is the greatest thing they've seen since Piper or Flair or CM Punk or, or whoever. And I'm just like, well, well yeah, but which is it? Um, as far as the promo itself, he basically is calling out Tony Khan and justifying why he deserves to be paid more, uh, which is kind of how all of this, you know, was rumored to get started. Um, go ahead. Now, let's let's do this real quick. What what were some of the big parts going around real quick that really stood out to you from the promo? Whether you thought they had real uh, backings or a, a real foundation with it, or you just thought he was just blowing smoke here. So I, I kind of want to know what was some of the most impactful uh, phrases out of this uh, promo that he did. Um, that really jumped out to you. And I'll start with you, Salas. So I won't say it's any phrases, but if you don't mind me to elaborate on, I will say it's the theme of the content. And the theme that I got from this, what I call work that's turned into a shoot, I think MJF was crying out of, okay, you guys loved me when we first started out, but now you got all these new people in here and now you want to be fickle because you got all these new people coming out week by week of who just turned uh, elite and you're forgetting about him. And in a way, this kind of reminds me of this take it back to the WCW days where Chris Jericho went through the same thing in WCW. You had all these old WWF people come over where you had some up and growing talent through the WCW ranks like Hoover 2. And I'm not trying to list all cruiserweights, but Hoover 2, Rey Mysterio, where it felt like Chris Jericho was like, why not me? I can do the same thing these guys are doing. If you're not going to use me the way I'm going to be used or not going to appreciate it, I'm going to be gone. So you take that word and language and try to build it up saying that I don't have to be here if I want to. I can go somewhere else and definitely do what I need to do. And I think that's where the work turns into the shoot if he really does leave. But if it's him trying to build him up as a work to try to get him back as that top face or top performer, I think that's where he's trying to lead to. So that's what I'm saying. It's a work right now. But he'll say, I'll use this as a work because I mean this, but it's going to turn to a shoot if I leave. So that was the overall theme that I got of the promo. And maybe I'm just looking at a different point of view, but it kind of reminds me of what Chris Jericho did when he went from WCW to WWE and then he became the first undisputed champion. And I think MJF is trying to do that for him, knowing how young he is, how talented he is. And from what I'm hearing, I think he's a good professional when it comes to the wrestling business. I think he's trying to use and maximize himself in that way. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping in there by saying that like, you can, you can feel the emotion of the promo, uh, real or not uh he definitely was completely foot uh foot all the way down on the pedal all the way to the oil pan like he was absolutely <laughs> in that promo um and if it is if, if if it's a work then you know talk about the relationship him and Khan must have here um in order to really <laughs> it like really say some things that folks really probably would want to say if they wasn't so fearful of their job and whatnot. But he, he said some things that have definitely been floating around the internet. So, you know, it, it's, 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 it's uh, not a secret that the things that he were kind of uh, unleashing here had already been sort of a, 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 a well-known theme amongst the folks. Uh, so, yeah, he, 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 he definitely had a lot of emotion for him. So for me, I felt the passion, I think beyond some of the statements made, whether it's factual or not, it's no denying that he's 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 hella talented 
on the mic. But I will say, like, this is the most emotional I've ever seen, which makes me start to think, like, oh, this could be real. Like, that's that type of emotion. I mean, I get it. I, somebody who enjoys a lot of film and whatnot, like, I, I get that wrestling is <laughs> is a is another form of art and performance and whatnot, and. Th- that right there is a performance that's stepping a little bit out of the out of the sort of the normal realm of performances that we see in wrestling. Like we've seen emotional CM Punk at the scrum, but we haven't seen that emotional CM Punk like on a mic in yep. in, in 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 inside of a ring. So like you know he's 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 making a convincing argument that he's like being very genuine in what he's saying. Um, Will go ahead. Yeah, what you were just saying there about him tapping in to stuff we've heard online. There were two parts of it that really stood out to me. When he was going off on the fans, and he, I brought it up here to get the actual text of it. When he was going off on the fans, he started going on about how um how the fans didn't like him, how they didn't think he was any good and all this. And he's like, he said, uh, quote, because I'm untrained like your faves, because I don't pretend to watch New Japan, because I don't <laughs> dump my yep. opponents on their heads, because I'm not reckless. What is it? Because I'm not chasing star ratings, guys. What is it? End quote. That part right there, that's straight up Jim Cornette shtick. That is yep. Jim Cornette shtick about these guys don't know how to work. They don't know what they're doing. They fall on their head. They do flips. That was Jim Cornette's like script he does every damn week for month, for years now to yep. a T. So right yeah. there, okay, we know where he got that material from. The second part that jumped out was when he went into all the ex-WWE stuff. The ex-WWE guys are getting paid. They're getting all the money, and Lord knows we've talked about that forever on this show, mm-hmm. about the shiny new toys. Now, Tony Khan likes all the new guys. Yeah. So it's a guy who's been there from the start, been passed over and all that. And like you were saying with the emotion, I think both of those areas are probably things where he had feelings he could reach down into and be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I do kind of agree with this kind of stuff. <laughs> I do feel like I've been passed over. I do realize that I'm not a moves guy. I'm a talker and a character guy. So I'm not about the flashy moves with these guys that can do flips. The fans are all about them. So I think that's where it comes down to there was truth to what he was saying in his mind. But also, I absolutely think that everyone's on the same page as far as what he was doing out there. Mm. That's my whole thought on this. But mm. there was definitely... I think those were carefully selected things that he highlighted that it's also weird though, because that's the kind of stuff that people throw up against AEW online all the time. And this is the first time they're acknowledging it on their show, but they're acknowledging it with a guy that's getting cheered saying it. So it makes for a weird dynamic. It's like when the NWO used to make fun of WCW and said WCW sucked, but it's WCW show. (laughs) <laughs> so it's like you know it's like yeah okay it's kind of it makes for a weird dynamic that's what stood out to me yeah uh damn i'm gonna let you jump in next but i will say one thing i was about to write a tweet after it had happened i was just like to me it will make sense that battle rap will be a lot more popular than what it is because people hear punchlines and then they just lose they you know they lose oh. their shit and it's just like everybody was like wait do i boo or do i cheer oh he said wwe now, now we got something. It's just like listen to the context a little bit. Listen to what he's saying because I, I think when you do sit back and like decipher the things you say that he's saying, you, you do realize like yes, there's definitely a source of emotion behind it. There's definitely either a, a reference, a point with it, but like there's a lot of truth to it, whether you believe it or not. Like there's there's some things behind that, and, and, and whether you 
whether you believe it to be true or not, the contents, the narratives has been spoken from other miles before. So like it is this. He's definitely not pulling these statements out of his ass. And it's just like, I never heard that before. Uh, no, not really. Everybody's heard these days. Well, he's just the first to say it. he's the first to admit it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, go ahead, Damien. I think you hit the nail on the head, too, James, when you mentioned the battle rap culture, because I feel as if the only time the crowd really reacted was toward the ends of his statements where he called people marks, mm-hmm. cussed, you know, talking about, like you said, the WWE guys. So everything was like, oh, oh like that old school meme. So mm-hmm. I told y'all last night, I thought the promo was meh. It's nothing that we hadn't heard before mm-hmm. from, uh, you know, us talking. <laughs> in general, about AEW, about who they push versus homegrown pillar talent. You know, I I, feel, I think that was something that was brought up that we've talked about. Uh, to be quite frank, I, when I first saw it, I, I really I laughed to myself. I said, "Man, Max needs to take a nap because he looks tired as fuck." Because when he zoomed in on that camera, my man looked like he hadn't slept in three days. But you could tell the passion was there. You can tell he's frustrated because. Despite what the news rags may say about his contract, when you really look at those early AEW contracts, what were they going for? 75K a year, 80K a year on the upper end nah, for the nine EVPs. Man, listen, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say what I heard. I heard when when some of the folks were getting picked off real early, when when those indie dates still still had a few more left, folks were saying, "Yo, blah blah blah, I got six figures," and I'm just like. Okay. Like, sure. Yeah. Like, okay. whatever you say, bro. You know, but comparatively to what allegedly, let's say, what Moxley makes, right? $6 million allegedly, that's what Moxley's making. So compare that to what a low, maybe a low 250 of what MJF is probably making if we're being, you know, if we're being generous. Yeah, he has a right to be pissed. Then He's probably the number one here in the company. Didn't they say this paycheck kind of got online or something like that? His paycheck did it. I I swear I seen that. I didn't see the paycheck itself, but I swear I seen somebody saying like if they, I saw somebody tweet saying if that's really his paycheck, that's a shame. So yeah, so he's vastly underpaid according to you know all metrics. Fine, that's what he wanted to talk about. That was great, but in reality, he's basically just a disgruntled worker voicing his opinion about his boss, like the rest of us do sometimes on social media, talking about my boss is this, my boss is that, he has favorites, yada, yada, yada. So for me, that promo felt, aside from the cuss words and the buzzwords, didn't really do anything for me. Uh, Jamal, definitely uh, your, your, your thoughts and then take us to the other thing. Yeah, uh, so here's why, here's why I don't care. Um, you have uh, Friedman who's out there and he is uh, voicing his opinion about why, why, how he should be paid and how fair he should be paid. Uh, I will never give a rat's ass about a 10-minute long promo <laughs> in a wrestling show. If I want to see people talk, I'll talk on Dr. Phil. I, you know, Friedman was never one of those guys for me because I watch wrestling for the wrestling. I don't really care about, you know, promo work. I don't care about vignettes. Just ring the goddamn bell already. And they didn't do that for 15 minutes because of commercials. So I'm not going to pop when they say like, oh, well, I'm better than the XWWE guys and stuff like that. I don't care. You don't, you don't wrestle anyway. So how about we know? <laughs> That's one thing. The second thing is, and I think this is maybe more important 
the idea of the promo of these WWE guys can't lace my boots sounds really, eh, for lack of a better word, bigoted. I don't like you guys because of where you came from is how I feel. It, that's how I took it. And that's kind of a bullshit argument. Um, or, is and because, saying, or, or is he saying more than he's really trying to say? Let's not forget, he's been lobbying to try to get over there. Well, still, I, I mean, it's just the whole thing is dumb. But the idea is, as a person that watches sports and as a fan of sports, uh, I can't imagine somebody in their rookie contract going, nah, fuck this. <laughs> like, what? Like, if you, you and, and also, more importantly, it's 18 months out. I mean, he's not due until 2024. We're in mid 2022. So even if it's New Year's Day 2024, that's 18 months from right now. Is How long does this plan on going on? Does he plan on bitching and moaning for the next year and a half before his contract ends? And that's on the low end. Are, are we talking two years? Are we talking two and a half years? Christmas 2024? When his contract actually expires? I mean, like, like honest to God, you know, people may pop forward right now. But this shit gets, got old after the 30-second mark because it's just like, well, this is why you should have a union and you should collectively bargain for, collectively bargain for these things like they do in the NFL and the NBA and every other major sport, but you don't. So now you got to take it to the streets and tell people that I'm better than half the locker room because they came from the WWE. Fine, whatever. The reason why CM Punk is a name that people get excited about is because of the work that he's put in. I'm not convinced that Friedman's that guy that goes over to WWF with his, uh, you know, Burberry scarf that he got from Walmart and goes and moves the needle. I don't see I don't see the Internet melting down for Friedman versus Seth Rollins. I don't see the Internet melting down for you know Friedman versus Reigns, Edge, Miz. Ooh. So what are we actually doing here? And, and more importantly, what precedent does it set? Because he's not the only guy that's underpaid. He is not the only guy that signed a day one deal that wasn't a household name that is underpaid. Does that so make you want to cheer? Hmm? Does that make you want to cheer for him, Dan? Especially if you want to that guy. If you, no, if fuck. If and I do have if, a follow up question to that too. But go ahead, two chains. Yeah, listen. If you're if you're a guy also feeling the same way, and you hear somebody lobbying saying, "Yeah, me too. I'm trying to get paid," you're definitely going to be like, "Okay, yeah." You signed I'm a five year deal. And the and the reason why you're complaining is because you you're want more money deal. now. I mean, right? You yeah, signed a bad deal, right? That, just like football, do you want do you want to like renegotiate contract, sure. or are you still trying to say like I can get paid what I want, but I just want to expose? Well, you, you can't be a free agent after thirty seconds. That's not how it works. Oh, yeah. No, you have to. I mean, do a thing first. No, so that's what I'm I, saying. It's, does that bring up a bigger question though? Are, are we going to come back here and restructure some contracts? Do you do you, do you think you're setting a bad trend pay? if they do that? Who's next up? I don't know. So I mean, who's next up? Because if if Freeman gets to say Scorpio well, Sky, yeah. hmm, Scorpio Sky, he already signed. You already resigned a five year deal and restructuring. <laughs> yeah, they loaded but, him but up. Does Adam Page, quick. you know, get to come up and say, well, you know, yeah. hey, you know, I should be I one of those guys. And, and yeah. stuff like that. So that's that's kind of where it is, where it's just like the whole thing was distasteful from the beginning, from sticking up to the fans, uh, from airing out your dirty laundry. Um, you know, if, if if you're not going to post your paycheck, shut the fuck up. I don't care. And since you don't wrestle anyway, I definitely don't care. 
I mean, it's 10 minutes out of a wrestling show where you don't wrestle. What are we doing here? And All then right, so. also, and the last thing is, of course, where do we go from here? And that's the thing that's really most distressing because I have the darkest timeline available. All <laughs> right, so so a couple of things, and everybody uh, get some rebuttal points in here. A couple of things for me. First thing is, um, you said, what are we doing here? Well, he he uh, he comes out and says he's the second biggest draw on the brand. Well, that doesn't seem to be disputed. I do you know every, Tony, they say Tony Khan's the numbers guy, but so is everybody else. Every single week, got the numbers out there. I didn't see nobody say like, well, that's not true. Because everybody get called out on their BS about uh, when it, in terms of ranking or, or posture or position when it's absolutely false. You know, right. don't you don't be coming out here saying you're the you're the you're the second best quarterback in the league and you know where to be found. I believe there's a person right now out here making claims that isn't true, but we'll, 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 that's a, a conversation for another podcast. Uh, straight fast with us every Sunday, but um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think that. His style of wrestling may not be your cup of tea, but damn, if you don't want it on your roster, talk about longevity. When you when you mention somebody like him, the first person you think about is Marcellus's second favorite wrestler in the Miz, who has been around for years. I don't, I, I can't recall him ever being injured. He sure as hell bring that brand some money one time, but he still was on TV when he was hurt. Oh, yes, right in the wheelchair. I mean, I I got that. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. So, 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 yeah. So, so when you when you think about a person that 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 can put on for your brand each and every week, that can show up to work each and every week. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because I, to be honest, like uh, uh, maybe unpopular opinion, but when it comes down to the CM Punk is going to talk today, I was way over that. I, for some odd reason, I just have not been sick of MJF being behind Mike. It has all worked for me so far. It's, it has been of interest. And I don't know if it's just because it's two different generations and how they're projecting. But for whatever reason, I look at MJF, it's this, it's this young rebel and, 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 and starting to shift things a little bit. And, 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 and I'm kind of for it right now. So that's my rebuttal point. Who got next? That's a better question. You brought up a better question when we talk yep. about contracts and value, where all this talk about him going to WWE is AEW in this case bidding against themselves because I don't see anybody else opening up the checkbook for good old Max to come on through and be a mid Carter. If he's over here talking about, I'm the number two guy in the company, you're the number two guy in AEW. But if you go to WWE, what are you? 12, 11, you're going to be chilling in the mid card all your career. That don't you can't you can't necessarily say that because again you can look at the Miz who has I been the top Miz, guy. Is Miz top five in the company? No, Miz has been top one at, at a point in the company. Miz has never been top one in the company, even when he had the belt. He lasted a day. No, I'm mean, not talking about like this this current previous run. We're talking about the Miz of the Miz when folks was like, "Oh, this is a reality." Well, remember yeah. how long ago that was. I, and I don't want to badmouth The Miz because I actually appreciate his longevity. But if WWE already has The Miz, why you go bring another one in unless you're going to make him a tag team? Um, and, wait, and that man. won't work. That's, that's, no, 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 no. That's that. That's what the sport of wrestling is. It's always the revol- revolving door of who's going to be the next who. We constantly do that with every single character. They say, oh, that person's the next this. And you have to know that Vince McMahon always identify his folks as that's my next this person. That's my next this person. If the will, if, if it's not broke, then why fix it? If you can get somebody to come in and fix this mode that has been successful, made you money in the past, then why not do it? And yes, my point about the Miz is that that mode 
was deemed at a point being the top person. So we're not looking at somebody like, oh man, this is going to sound really bad. But let's just say anybody chasing the 24 seven championship right now. You don't say like, oh yeah, that 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 comedic act of like, let's just say R Truth, who's had long longevity, a fantastic career, but has has he been valued as a top guy in a while in this company? No, only TNA. So you say like, oh, we got the next R Truth coming in. Well, that's obviously going to have you somewhere in that mid to bottom tier. But if you say, oh, we got the next Miz coming in, you're like, oh, this has a wide range of possibility. This person is marketable outside the company. This person is safe. This person has longevity, and he can sure as hell talk on mic. So that's worth it. That's worth a try. It, it it has worked in the past. So let's see what it can do. That that was my point with that. But you can you can continue. I'm good with that. My whole thing is the fact that how much is he worth? Because he's talking about oh maybe I'll go over there to WWE. My contract expires. You're worth more to AEW overall than you are to WWE. I don't I see. I don't really see unless Vince wants to be really spiteful and say, hey, I'll give this dude $6 million to come on over here and be the next Bobby the Brain Heenan on commentary. Fine. Sure. Whatever, man. But I'm not there to see. He's not going to be a great wrestler in WWE. He's going to be a sports entertainer. Like you said, the next Miz. But how much is that really worth to WWE versus AEW? Or I'll throw another wrinkle in there. What if, what if the artist formerly known as Hootie and Impact say, you know what? We're going to make you our number one guy for the next three years. And then watch it and let him go. Just let him do what he do. How much is that worth to him? Go. I, I, I've i already had my comments. So. I, I think that there are, there are points to be made on both sides. I do think that this is where I would call uh, his bluff and say, if you think the grass is greener, go touch it. He yep, won't do go it. Ahead. He's not mm-hmm. going to do it though. And he, and he, and, he, and you know what? Well, good. Call his bluff. Um, you go out there and do that. And I think that that's um, it would be the same thing with any other sport. But let's say football, for example, because you can play baseball and make some decent money anywhere in the world. Basketball, same thing. Hockey, same thing. But if you're if you're an NFL player, that's where you kind of gotta be to do the do football. And I can't imagine a rookie three years into his five year rookie deal going, nah, fuck it. I deserve more money. And you're going to pay me more money. Or what? You're going to go to Barcelona and no, play for the you, Dragons? Where are you going to go? <laughs> yeah, so so there is that bit of it. And then the source of second thing is, uh, you know, turning this whole, you know, shoot into a work, into a shoot, into a, a grilled cheese sandwich, is this is where I get off the ride. Um. I don't really care anymore about contract negotiations and whose value is who, because it's wrestling. There's nothing real about it. There's no actual value in wrestling. You can't say that this person is definitely doing this. Well, he was booked that way. Fine. Roman Reigns has been champion for 7,000 days because he was booked that way. And, and I know that you've had the conference, the comment before, well, there's a difference between booking it and doing it, but you do put your best effort forward. You don't book somebody in a bad spot and go, you meant to do that. No, you you hedge your bets Well, on purpose. And there's arguments for that, too, because you can say, like, all right, well, we're going to put this person on the pre-show, and then they go out there and put on a banger. That's I mean, how you were those. Yeah, exactly. All they were the they were the pre-show kings at a point, you know what I mean? <laughs> or 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 just anybody who may have worked any of these, you know, these terminate terminate tournaments that they've had, 
who weren't signed and they went out there and they did their thing and they worked themselves into a contract. So, you know, sometimes you can say like, well, I'm not giving much, but you can make the best out of it. I, I will also also say a uh, friend of the show, but Lady Frost was the only person in that whole situation with Oscar who went out there and was able to cut a promo. And they, she was like, I wasn't told anything until I got out there. And they was like, well, here's a mic. And her career went on from there. So sometimes you can get put in situations where like you're not giving much and make the most. Yeah, but you're but in, you're talking in regards about to your book. Though I mean, you're talking about people that want to sign that have to prove themselves. You're talking about people trying to make a break in, and obviously that's where your your position is that you want to do. But we also talked about our truth. First ballot WWE Hall of Famer. Put him in there right now. But we know good and damn well that there is a heavy concrete lead based ceiling on him as far as where he can be within the company's ecosystem. That is what it is because he's booked that way. So for people that are established, and I'm not talking about somebody coming in through a tournament or somebody coming through the forbidden door. I'm talking about the guys that are there. You know damn well that the ceiling is a lot higher for somebody's pet project than it is for somebody that's not a pet project. That's just what it is. Khan has his favorites. Vince has his favorites. Mm-hmm. And we've known that for a while now. Swole told you when they want something to work, they'll make it work. Now, I'm not saying that the treatment on the way out was any different, but Swole had an honest opinion. That was a situation. Friedman yeah. comes out and, and you know actually does a thing and stands up to fans. How the situations at work? I'm saying it's bullshit, and they all they. I mean, it's obviously bullshit now, and and of course they want it to work, and so they're going to make it work. So that's just what it is. Let, uh, Will and sales. We'll, we'll, let's get to your points in a, in a second. Uh, we got to pay bills, so we'll be back in a quick second. Our next partner has a product I use almost daily. AG1 from Athletic Greens is as close to a magic vitamin supplement as you can get and helps somebody like me who's constantly on the go. Maintain my optimal fitness and health levels as much as possible. So what's in this stuff you're going to wonder? 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right and help with all the digestive help you need. AG1 goes where I go. It goes to work with me, to the gym, or even when I'm covering events. Keeps me going when I need a boost because let me tell you, at the rate I go, I don't slow down for anybody and this is the most helpful thing I can think of to help me get over that hump. Has less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. And for me, most importantly, supports better sleep and quality recovery because everybody who knows me knows I don't sleep a lot of hours because I'm always working, but it helps in the long run. Trust me on that one. Now for you all wondering, I know what you're thinking. How much does it cost? It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than fueling your cold brew habit or going to Starbucks to get the Mocha Wata Evachino Now's the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. Take it from me. It's a lot easier. And to make it easier on you, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash E-M-E-R-G-I-N-G. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash emerging 
to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Trust me, you'll thank me later. All right, we're here back on the second half of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Um, at this point, we usually hit our indie spotlight. We'll pause that for one quick second, and then we'll get to it. Uh, Will and Suz, I want to get your points about uh, the first half of the show conversations. Uh, we'll start with you. And also, Will, I want to also bring up, too, um, there was something you had brought to our attention about uh, MJF's presence on the AEW website. Gone? Oh, yes, yes, yes. So I, I guess later this afternoon, I guess the, the most current thing is they pulled a uh, Naomi and Sasha and pulled his uh, merchandise from the store. So they're do, they're playing that game too as uh, I guess the most the most top top of the moment development in the MJF AEW saga. Right. Um now as far as all this goes, yeah, I I am kind of agreeing with a lot of what's been said here with that idea that what the heck is this guy going to do? Like if he's really upset about his damn contract and he can't go anywhere for close to 2 years now, it's like he he's locked, he's stuck. Unless he's truly going to get his ass fired, which I'm sure would have a ridiculous non-compete or something and all kinds of ridiculousness. So I can't see that. And like y'all are saying, it's the precedent has been set. He can't, you can't have someone just like suddenly be like, oh, I'm going to, I'm, I want 300,000 more dollars, you know, <laughs> or else I'm going to walk. I'm out of here. And even if he was going to go to like WWE, I think it'd be like, I guess the one thing you could say is like, okay, if he really did want out, and the rumors are true that he's getting very little money there. He's getting maybe, well, maybe he's getting 70K. Maybe he's getting 150K. If Vince is like, hey, I'll give you half a million. Is that pay bump? Is, is that is that what it's all about? Is that in the opportunity worth it to, to jump ship? You know, because this ain't going to be a Cody deal. This ain't going to be Cody where it's like, okay, we are going to roll out the red carpet because you are a known commodity and we're going to make you a main eventer. Like immediately at the out of the gate. This isn't Cody Rhodes coming in a couple months ago where we know it was like very clear it's like no you're coming in you are the guy this wouldn't be that so that's i'm like this has got to all be his next chapter in, in aew it's got to be his next chapter in aew but it's just about i think the big question now we segue into after Sellis talks is like where does it go from here and the one other elephant in the room is uh if i'm wardlow my crowning achievement was supposed to be this past Sunday, and goddamn mm. it, that spotlight has not been really taken away after all that build from uh, what was supposed to be his gigantic moment. Like we've been building to for what two years now. Yep. So get get in here, Celis. I, I, I will say this, and um, I forgot who mentioned the point, but I think MJF is really trying to bet on himself, and I really think he's trying to make himself a marquee guy for AEW. Now, once again, I think he's a very smart guy. He understands what he can and cannot do in other promotions, yet WWE, about where he would fit, where his mold would be. And honestly, if he went to WWE right now, at best, he would be a mid-card, and like Damian said, he will be on that maybe top 12, top 10 tier, because I don't even think he surpasses The Miz, because The Miz is just a more veteran season, consistent person of what he is right now. I think he needs to do what he's trying to do and build himself in this promotion that's going to make him a higher ticket for when he moves out. Um, even, case in point, I'm going to use my other favorite wrestler, Mr. Kennedy, 
going back to what he was in the prime of where he was in WWE, I still don't think he would have ever been that top guy. But then right in Impact Wrestling, he became the top wrestler. So I think he's very smart of what he needs to do financially and what he needs to do for himself. But trying to do it in the way of, like I said, make it a work here, but it can lead to a shoot if it comes down that line. But once again, I think he wants to just bet on himself here first to make sure he knows like, hey, you signed me for a five-year deal for a reason. You open this company with me. I'm going to show you why I need to be the top guy and be uh, handsomely rewarded for it. Listen, I, 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 what he's doing, I ain't mad at it at all. Everybody in WWE is also, you know, forcing their hands so they can somehow get out of their contracts and end up in AEW. Folks who have been retiring or no shows and whatnot. So, you know, rather he's working and shooting at the same time in order for him to kind of set up some uh, some some stake uh, in, in a potential next move. Why not? <laughs> it's a program that has people interested, but it also benefit him by a long run. So, hey, if you do get fired, he'll definitely get picked up. He'll get paid. Um, and, and a lot of what he thought he knew about the business when he signed his first contract, I imagine how much more he knows now. And also there's an option on the other end of the, uh, of the uh, table for him that he didn't know existed. And that's what a lot of the ex-WWE folks did. So it's like, I'm not happy here. So I'm definitely about to just somehow get out of my contract or wait it out, whatever it may be, because I know I could go get a, a job at AEW. So it's just, just the landscape of wrestling has changed so much that we're just seeing it from this opposite end. So it seems like uncharted territory. Like we see Cody, but we're like, Oh, well, Cody was an ex-WWE guy, so I guess he can go back. It's not that bad, you know? But now you're seeing a pure AEW guy threaten to say, like, I could go to this other place, you know? I want to go there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he's betting on himself. I ain't mad at that at all. He, 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 and, and, of course, he ain't going to go sign there and get signed for less. He's going to know what his, what his worth is. And he's still young, young, young. If you had to wake up one day and didn't know anything about it, MJF, you would say like he came out of the NST 2.0 system and it worked. <laughs> that's a good damn point. I hadn't thought of it that way. Maybe so. that's where he can go. He can go to NXT He's, 2.0. Why would he go to NXT 2.0? Why, why, uh, I why mean, would he go there? Oh, uh, I was about to say, say intrigue me on that one. Uh, so, he can uh, be with Tony D'Angelo for the next two months. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Jamal, what, what, so what's what's the next uh, matter at hand? Or actually, the next matter at hand may be the indie spotlight, or do you want to move that to the end of the show today? Um, yeah, we can move it to the end of the show. Um, so, so the big question is where does, since it is a work now and they've bundled whatever this is into a work, where does this program go from here? Um, you know, when um, Friedman said his piece, he left through uh, CM Punk. They went to commercial, CM Punk came out, uh, approached the ring, and he left, uh, Friedman left through the crowd. Uh, <clears throat> instead of confronting Punk. Uh, but the real question is, where does this go from here? I think that there are some very real and interesting things that are coinciding with this event. Uh, they were in Los Angeles, <clears throat> Inglewood to be exact, for Dynamite, which is the hometown of, uh, well, about a third of the roster. Because it's all elite friends at the beginning, remember? So a lot of guys that were on promotional material and stuff like that, you know, were on there. They like to feature local talent relevant to the neighborhood. But Jurassic Express, who are from the Los Angeles area, were not on a lot of promotional promotional material. And Jungle Boy tweeted out basically like, yo, what the hell? What is this? It's our hometown show. 
let alone, I mean, you know, it's everybody's hometown show, but it's our hometown show too. And y'all leave us out. That kind of sprinkles the seed of what Friedman's been talking about. Uh, you want to bring in all of this uh, new business and then you're going to have us, you know, be pushed off to the wayside for what? You know, we, we are the pillars. We built this company and now it's, you know, we're just uh, dull toys. And another thing that Swole said, uh, Khan's kind of like Andy from Toy Story. Just saying. But it is interesting that that's a thing. And of course, you I have people like CM Punk who uh, tried to address uh, Friedman during the commercial break would take umbrage to that. Like, yo, I'm more than just a this company guy. I'm a damn wrestler and I'm going to wrestle well wherever I go. FTR has kind of been proven that point. We're not just guys. We're top guys. It doesn't matter what company we wrestle for. And I think it is leading up to AEW Civil War. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh. I, I can see it happening. Maybe not this year. Maybe may, Maybe next year. But I do think that they have enough of a each side has enough of a case, which also leads to my original feeling of, for lack of a better word, bigotry. I don't like you because of where you came from. That's really what it is. And I'm not saying that um, uh, that uh, Friedman is Tony Stark in this. And I'm not saying that CM Punk is Captain America in this. But it does seem like. There's been talk about the pillars and the foundation of AEW. Guys like Friedman stepping up and saying, nah, I deserve more. And then there are other guys that are saying that I'm elite now, but y'all know who I am because of what I've done before. And it does seem, because Khan loves a good faction, there were two you know, more than five-man uh, teams. There was an eight-man and a ten-man tag <laughs> on uh, – there was six-man and a ten-man tag on Wednesday. So Khan loves faction warfare. And I say that also to say the blood and guts was announced. Uh, so that's another, you know, 10 man, uh, just clusterfuck of a match. Don't be surprised. You heard it here forced AEW civil war, special event, pay-per-view, whatever you want to call it. Fall 2023. Cool. Huh. Book it. One other thing. Don't be surprised if Tony Khan starts to become a regular on-screen character now. Uh, right. That's don't. the other thing. Right. Does this him becoming Mr. McMahon? Yeah. Is he going to have to, he he gonna have to deal with MJF like next week and come out there and be like, cut his mic, cut his mic off or some crap like that. Yeah. Here's what, here's what I was thinking might be next since he was dropping the whole thing about the ex WWE guys. It immediately got me thinking, is the story from here going to be MJF works his way through the ex WWE guys on the roster one by one, picking them off till he gets to CM Punk as the final ex WWE guy, and the he boss, wins the title. The boss champion. Yeah, is that yeah. the idea? Maybe they're going to do over the next couple months. Unfortunately, no, because all those people that they have are value, except for Johnny Elite right now. But you like, would you going to have him, Keith Lee? No. Uh, Miro, no. <laughs> um, yeah, Miro, like Mox, no. It probably be what Moxley? Jericho, Moxley, Danielson. Well, I, mean, I can see being Moxley actually. I actually could see Danielson. No, stop it. I mean, I, I, can, I can see him. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just feeding it to the few that I, I, I like the there's idea. No, there's no way. This, him beating him beating Wizard Face alone, uh, Brian, uh, Danielson, is enough alone. That's already a big pennant he can put on his Sharpie <laughs> pizza. But also, that right there will also be the most detrimental thing he could do. Because imagine if he did that 
and then he ends up getting the clinic worked around him and everything that he's been saying about blah 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 can't lace my boots well <laughs> you're gonna have to beat this person in order to show that and you need to be human to convince the way that the internet has something to say about it not just you so and we've and not already seen what booking. happened we've already seen what happened with page versus uh mm-hmm. adam page versus danielson where right. in my opinion danielson absolutely mopped the floor with him call exactly. it an hour if you want but it wasn't even close if yeah. they were scoring it on points page i mean uh, danielson was up by two touchdowns yeah yeah um also, uh, as I as I quickly see on my timeline, uh, wrestling otaku, a name that probably would not be oh, named on the show again, dropped oh, the MJF is a crybaby video. <laughs> we oh, we referencing otaku on this show? Did we I'm ask my, Seahawk if we could do that? <laughs> I'm about to check that out later. <laughs> I don't, I don't oh, <laughs> Premium content. Um, anyway, uh, Jamal, what else we got? I feel like I feel like we still got some other stuff to cover as we get. Uh, um, yeah, so uh, let, let, let's just get into the news. Uh, we only got about you know seven or eight minutes left, so there are some things that I want to get into um, regarding that. But before we get into that, I do want to talk about tonight's indie spotlight. And if you are in Atlantic City, good luck with that. But if you're in Atlantic City on purpose this weekend, uh, you're probably going to the GCW show. Uh, the Terminal Survival is this weekend, and that's cool. But on Sunday, 1 o'clock, you have Jersey Championship Wrestling at the showboat as well. It's uh, Jersey Championship Wrestling. JCW presents Fully Loaded at the showboat. JCW Loaded at .eventbrite.com. It's 1 p.m., and if you're not watching it uh, live at the showboat in Atlantic City, catch it on YouTube. It's actually on the GCW uh, YouTube channel live and free for everyone. So if you don't want to risk it, you know, in, in Atlantic City, you know, you left your good vest at home, then you can definitely check it out on the uh, GCW YouTube. It's this Sunday at one o'clock. Uh, the big match that I'm, you know, pretty interested in. Uh, you have uh, Janai Kai is going to be up there. Um, she's going to be taking on Lindsay Snow. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, Billy Starks and Mathers versus Bussy is going to be interesting. And Billy Dixon says goodbye. I'm not entirely sure what that means, but I do like the Billy Dixon. So uh, June 5th, 1 p.m. That is this Sunday live on YouTube, GCW's YouTube, or in person at the showboat, Atlantic City, uh, for your tickets, uh, jcwloaded.eventbrite.com. And now the news. So uh, first off, let's just, uh, you know, give a moment of respect to uh, Brian Pillman and his and the Pillman family. Uh, his mom had uh, passed away earlier today, and it is you know he issued a statement. Uh, I believe it was on the Twitter. I think that's where I saw it. Um, yesterday at approximately one p.m., my mother Melanie Pillman was pronounced dead. Those who knew who knew my family story understand why I didn't have the best relationship with her. Through my sister, I have recently been in touch with her and working to improve that relationship. And he goes on from there. But the bottom line is, is that um. You know, regardless of what it is, losing your mom is a tough deal. So, um, you know, condolences to the deceased and prayers, thoughts and prayers for the living, uh, because that's, you know, a, a tough thing to have happen. A.J. Lee, you know, the wife of CM Punk, ex-WWE lady. Uh, she was on Renee uh, Paquette's podcast, The Sessions, and she basically kind of, well, Punk is wrestling again. Maybe she could come back. Well, don't hold your breath. Um, apparently she had some really serious uh, disc issues in her spine, which caused numbness in her fingers and uh, other extremities. So she 
was in a bad way towards the end of her WWE run. And she is, you know, not 100% healed from that injury, but she definitely is in a better space than she was. And she definitely doesn't want to, uh, you know, risk re-injuring by being dropped on her neck again. So that's, you know, a bad time. Uh, but you're good on AJ Lee for her post-WWE career becoming an author and such. Uh, Twisted Metal is apparently a series on Peacock, if you're familiar with the Sony game. Guess who's going... Well, okay. Will Arnett is going to be the voice of Sweet Tooth, the main character. Mm-hmm. Guess wow. who's going to be the body? <laughs> I, already I heard so I say. Gonna say it. I don't know. I'm, I have no idea. Uh, well, I mean, Sweet Tooth is a pretty big dude, and yeah. you know, Samoa Joe is apparently going to be the character model uh, for oh, him. Wow. I don't know if that's why Samoa Joe specifically missed his... Um, his meet and greet on on Saturday, but he did have another engagement. So I'm not going to put two and two together, but it is interesting that he missed it. And then that it was announced that he's going to be a part of that deal. Um, WWE, WWE Moonsault. How many of you are going to get down with the WWE Moonsault NFT? (laughs) No. No, right. no, 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 no. Right. So, though, yeah, uh, it, it sounds it, it sounds like a bad idea, but it was launched on uh, last uh, May 27th edition of SmackDown. Uh, apparently, there's 10,000 NXT flips. And after each Hell in a, after Hell in a Cell, uh, which is this Sunday, I believe, um, the flip returns transform into a 10 to 20 second highlight video of the featured superstar uh, NXT. The NFT flips will be sold in Moonsault cases of three, and it will cost thirty dollars per case. The hell! You're paying thirty Jeez. bucks for a ten to twenty second uh, sizzle reel of a WWE superstar. Give me thirty bucks, and I'll just send you a YouTube link. <laughs> PayPal's in the description. Uh, it yeah. So I don't I don't know, I really don't know what the NFT is, but it just sounds like a cash grab. So. Good luck with that. Uh, Battle of the Belts has been a thing. I went to the first one down in Charlotte. Um, Damien, you went to the second one, right? No, I did not. Uh, no, you went to Supercard. Um, Supercard, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was down there in uh, Garland, Texas. Uh, Battle of the Belts 3 is rumored to be August 6th in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah, I love that place. Oh, visit the Ford Museum. Uh, it's it's lovely. Um <laughs> So yeah, Grand, good, good on Grand Rapids. I don't think AEW's been there. They're going to be in Detroit for the first time in later this month. But uh, it will be on purpose. Hmm? On purpose? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, look, look, Detroit is a bustling town, sir. Grand Rapids okay. though is interesting. Um, of course, the last time we saw Battle of the Belts, we had uh, Gresham versus Cass- uh, versus Dalton Castle. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, with obviously uh, we have new. A lot of new players in AEW. Be interesting to see. We have this Forbidden Door thing that will be on the other side of that. So who in the blue hell knows what's going to go down at Battle of the Belts? Same thing with Ring of Honor. The rumor is, and this is only a rumor, take it for what a grain of salt, but the weekend of July 23rd, the rumor is Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view is coming to Lowell, Massachusetts. I know that NXT uh, has been up that way. Um, AEW has not, but they're conveniently going to be in Worcester, Massachusetts. I refuse to call it Worcester um, <laughs> on July 27th. I 
this is only a rumor. Can't confirm. AEW hasn't put anything up on their um, on their website as far as ticket information. There's nothing about August, but we've seen Mercedes Martinez in action on uh, Elevation. Uh, we saw last time we saw Gresham was at Battle of the Belts. I would love to see another Ring of Honor pay per view. And a question to you guys is: They haven't announced TV yet. Let's assume that they don't. How many pay per views a year do you think that they should run for Ring of Honor? All right, so it's time for me to what I told you in a, in a, in a side conversation. Um, so if AEW is running four mm-hmm. uh, with a special attraction, five pay per views, um, I think that you know ROH should at least have two, but I also think two with a special as well. And I also think that because you know we we like this whole like notoriety of I did a thing type of thing. I would not be surprised if there is an AEW and ROH co-branded pay-per-view that returns. And wait, returns? Because that's never happened. Of course it's happened before, folks. Just didn't have the names attached to them. I wouldn't be surprised if All In returns. And that's how they end up doing Mm. the two of them back. Um, Which makes me... A little worried. I mean, not, not a little worried. A little suspicious about what's happening with All Out because it hasn't been confirmed. We already got a show in 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 in, in um in Chicago with the Forbidden Door, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how that's handled. But I think if you just put All In anywhere, I think it's big enough to say like, oh, it doesn't matter if it's in Chicago. It's back. It's this is what started it all. You can brand this higher. I mean, the marketing of that it, it writes itself. And Tony Gaunt owns all of the footage for it, so why not use it? So I wouldn't be surprised if All In comes out with ROH being, uh, with it being another co-branded uh, pay-per-view, ROH versus AEW, All In. And then, yes, do uh, do Death for Dishonor and do uh, uh, Supercard of Honor. Make those be the three pay-per-view, the two plus special edition pay-per-view for ROH for the year. At least something, but let's start there. Two and a half. Yeah, uh, I think it's uh, interesting that they could do that. I would like to see two or three uh, happen um, a year. Uh, real quick, um, AEW Dynamite. Obviously, we talked at nauseum about the Freeman promo and what that show was. Uh, it was good enough for number two in the ratings. Uh, 969,000 people estimated watch it. Uh, it was second to actually hockey, and that makes me happy huh, uh, because nice. hockey playoffs, goddamn right, uh, was number one with a bullet. Uh, 2.3 million people watched on ESPN. Um, and then the match, which I think is golf, but it's like Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes in golf. Um, that was apparently on TNT while wrestling was on TBS. So, yeah, sports, but yeah, hockey showing up, kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> um, the AEW post pre, yeah, no, post double or nothing media scrum happened. Um, <clears throat> one interesting thing about that, aside from Tony Khan, absolutely losing the shit when, he, when somebody brought up Eric Bischoff, which is great video if you if you haven't seen it. Uh, Somebody screenshotted the um, the, uh, the pro show thing and said that uh, Seth Rollins has joined the chat, which yeah. I thought was uh, pretty cute. You know, I mean, it's nothing to make of that. It's just that, you know, people want to know what's he, happening. He did his homework before his promo. I ain't mad at that at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so which makes his promo to, to Cody even better than MJF because he actually did his research for it with facts. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not I'm not mad at that. Um It'd be and it'd be interesting. Um, apparently, uh, it's uh, one of the big things that I remember from the uh, scrum was that the deal with Sinclair and Khan is done. Uh, he actually owns Ring of Honor now. There's no more 
uh, you know, uh, arbitration about it or anything like that. It is his. Uh, the question is, what does he plan to do with it? Of course, we'll discuss that later. Um, the Cody Vader, the elevator that lifts Cody up to the stage, cost apparently $150,000 to $300,000 a year just for that five-second spot to lift Ooh. Cody up to the stage. And, uh, you know, I think it's worth keeping because Jay Cargo should definitely have that. Um, and, you know, so that's the whole thing. If you haven't seen the scrum, it's two and a half hours long, at which started well after midnight. But uh, after a fresh cup of coffee, you should definitely check it out with some interesting tidbits in there. The very last thing, and I'm sad to announce, is that the Wrestling Entertainment Series UK, uh, which had one of the best main events uh, that I've seen all year of Lana versus Nia Jax uh, in the in the coma or the pro co-main event. Um, and it's funded and, 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 and managed by the Office of Pain. Uh, will not happen uh, on July on June, this Saturday, June fourth. Apparently, got pushed back to July 9th. Um, they will still be at the same place, the Motor Point Arena, out there in Nottingham, England. But the bottom line is, is that if you were going to see it this weekend, you got to wait about a month. Um, which, of course, is interesting because most of their card is coming from the U.S. and a lot of people are saying that they can't make the rescheduled date, including Diana Parazzo, who said this entire process has been frustrating to say the least. I will not, in both in capital letters, be making it to the quote postponed July date. I hope to return to the UK under better circumstances. So, uh, the plot thickens with this uh, wrestling entertainment series over there in England, and that's the news for this week. All right, all right. Um, I know we're a little bit in overtime, real quick. Um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna pay for this if if everybody got just a quick couple of other seconds also really quick because i keep saying this in my head and i keep forgetting to mention it marcellus i want to make sure we give a special shout out to former member of the big old boat wrestling podcast and bryce aka d wayne getting married yes yes achieving the ultimate level of love getting married tying the knot my guys so i just want to give him a shout out real quick to him and his lady um but Jamal, I wanted to quickly, if we could just touch on a couple of other uh, of those really big parts from the media scrum, um, and if you could just designate everybody to to to, to, to uh, or just mention one, and there, and each individual one of us would uh, will make a comment about it, and we'll just hit a couple of them real quick because there were some big things that came out of it. Um, yeah, there were. Uh, I think the uh, the couple big things is that uh, CM Punk, uh, he, one of the things he said was, if there's people backstage who dislike me, uh, it's in the minority, which is obviously speaking towards Friedman's comments about ex-WWE guys. Um, Tony Khan, uh, you know, responded to the comment about, er- what responded to Eric Bischoff's comment with, it's fucking bullshit, when he talked about how <laughs> CM Punk was the biggest financial flop in the co- company's, um, uh, to date, I think he said, but in the core, obviously that's not, that's not it. Um, Dave Meltzer asked Leo Punk and to uh, a question about how he botched uh, um, Adam Page's finisher, and you know about what happened with that because Punk tried it twice and he and he goofed it twice, and you know Punk was like, "Okay, you're not going to give me five stars, then I guess, huh?" Um, so there, you know, so Punk. I mean, t- to be honest with you, Punk is actually you know just really cool to talk to. He's just one of those guys that you just want to sit down and have a tray coke with because we don't drink, but. Yeah. Um, some interesting things about that. Um, one of the things that was interesting about the show's length, uh, it was uh, four and a half hours long. Uh, it ended for us here in the real world on the East Coast uh, at 1235 in the morning. 
And then the scrum went on for another two and a half hours. The last time <laughs> I saw the clock was 3.15 in the morning on a Monday morning. I'm so glad I didn't have to work because it wouldn't I, have happened. I had already perished. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have happened. But the show's length was brought up a lot and how long it was. And Khan's justification was, was that if you watch a UFC show, the main event goes on well after 11 o'clock and it's the main event. If you watch a, a boxing match, the main event goes on damn near midnight at times. And it's the main event. Our main event started at 11 something. You know, it started at just after midnight, which is normal in the um, or more commonplace in the mixed martial arts boxing world. So for people that say that the show was too long, well, it had the same amount of matches as, as Revolution did. Uh, there was only two matches over 25 minutes. And one of them was, you know, Anarchy of the Arena and the title match, uh, the, the main event. So everything was under 20 minutes. Um, and also with respect to Dr. Martha Hart, who gave a speech at uh, following the Owen Hart tournament, I want the Hera to have as much time as she felt that she needed. And if that was five minutes or 50 minutes, she was going to have that time because that's what the tournament means to us. I get all of that he said, and, and I respect it. I think you have, but you still manage the show. And if that means that you got to cut a match because she decided to speak for an hour, then you cut a match. If that, if you mean, you know, if you need to do whatever you got to do, because the bottom line is, is that ending the show at 1230 at night is insane. And I don't see how you pull that shit on the East Coast. Yeah, I want to counter what he says about UFC there, because the UFC main card pay-per-views, they start at 10 o'clock. So they run from 10 to 1. They're not starting at 8. The undercard stuff that's on free TV might be on, but the pay-per-view starts at 10. On a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even say it, but yeah. Sundays. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and they run on Saturdays, too. Um, and they still yeah, run on both days, but still, you're not you're not in a marathon. You 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 know when the when the the prelims, you know when you're getting the 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 um the uh the extra little card beforehand. Forgot what that's called, like the free card, the prelims, yeah. And then you know when you're yeah. getting the main card. So you and, and exactly. also you got breaks between them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so the, the main card is no five hours long <laughs> at all. Yeah, <laughs> that just ten on the East Coast, ten to one o'clock is yeah. their pay per view window. That is now, how it's been from the beginning. Is it yeah. ten to one o'clock on the East Coast? Like, do they still run yes. that same time frame in, in yeah. New York? Yes, yes. Yeah. It's all it's all matched to make sure that every UFC pay per view starts at ten. And Boston cars are absolutely short. They, some of them barely yeah. make it through twelve. Barely. Well, boxing cars are short because you don't know how long it's going to go. I mean, if because yeah. that's that was the problem with Tyson growing up was like, but you but you know the max it can go. That's the thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and boxing is set up that people are coming for the main event and that's it. Like the damn arena will be empty. <laughs> empty. Until until that, there you go. There yeah. you go. Exactly. They're not sitting there for like six hours. They're coming for one fight and that's it. We yeah. only want to sit at a bar for four hours trying to get to that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. I think that that's kind of the point. There's no precedent for wrestling fans to show up at you know halfway through a show to watch the last three matches i would love if yeah. i would love if, if a major promotion was like aware of that and was like hey you know we're, we're, these are going to be beforehand this is a small break do what you got to do I, I would love to see something that, yeah you're talking about what combat sports do then really start to mirror what they do like make make it a point you know Instead of just like a pre-show that's two hours and I mean, then the whole rest of the marathon is seven hours it it simply just comes down to respect people's time 
Yeah. That's just it. It's a, especially yeah. for the people that are there in person. People got to sit in those damn arena chairs for five hours. It's like, I, I mean, I have so many people going on about that. I mean, like, well, you don't have to watch it all at once. And I'm like, what about the crowd there? If you bought yeah. a ticket to that thing, you're not watching it later. You are there in person, sitting in yeah. those, those damn chairs in an arena. And, and, and one, one of the responses to that from Khan was, well, if you want... If you want to be uh, less content for more for the same amount of money, then I'll give you that. And that's not really the point because that's the thing <laughs> with wrestling. You're trying to book quality, not necessarily quantity. Every yeah. single match matters in a wrestling show to the point where the placement on the card is up for debate. You know, does this match go first? Does this match be on the pre-show just to sell it because it's hot? You know, does this match go second? What's the cool down match? Every match has some kind of significance versus, mm-hmm. all right, well, we can roll up there at about, you know, 10, 15, 10, 30. Yeah, yeah it starts at 8, but it actually doesn't start to 10, and it really doesn't start till 12. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of ridiculous, but we're well into the weeds now. So um, that, so that was there was that. Um, the last thing that I will say is that um, Anarchy in the Arena happened, uh, which I thought could have lose, used a lot more Anarchy. Uh, they played Wild Thing, which for some reason is John Moxley's theme song. Um, they played it through like half the match and the, it kind of evoked the imagery of, for me, the Sandman, because they played in the Sandman for like 24 I minutes, New Jack. all of yeah. his matches. And they said it invoked the imagery of New Jack. And that's kind of where it's like, oh, that's what you were trying to do? Because the match was a lot safer than what New Jack was giving you when Natural Born Killers were playing. <laughs> that's for sure. So I'm like, you're trying to give us New Jack and you gave us this? Yeah, man. I don't, I don't know. That's not... Yeah, that, ain't, that ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't, whatever I gave it before, I got to take another star off. That, ain't that, it. Just, that just blew me. That just yeah, blew me. Said that. Oh, boy. All right. Well, that will do it for tonight's very extensive episode. Talking MJFs, along with some notes, um, and then our reaction to the media scrum. Uh, the Big O Bell Podcast, we're live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, giving you about an hour, a little bit probably more, um, of content weekly. You can join us live if you choose. If not, then just hit us on the replay the following day on all audio podcast platforms. And then you can keep up with the news, including wrestling news, including entertainment news, including movie reviews, all that other good stuff at BigOBelt.com. But until next week, folks, you all be safe, and we'll see you then. Peace out.